it over. The Roosters have won it. Minor premiers become major premiers. The grand final replay, both teams headed to neutral territory to face off mano a mano. In the corresponding game last year, it was Cam Smith's boot that iced the game by one point. This year, Cam Smith's mastery and the influence over referees, well, that was the two points and ta-da the goose. You're on Roosters Radio with Silky and Shooter. No bush, no bells this week, but... No worries. No worries. Exactly right. <laughs> Shooter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Let's mate. hop straight in, mate. How'd you see the game? I was down there in Adelaide, uh, you know, a crowd of about 17,000 people. Third time I've been there. It was a great game of football. You know, it was 1v2 at the time. I think we had plenty of opportunities. A couple of handling errors in our game. But overall, I wasn't too uh, upset with the result. Your thoughts? No, I think the general consensus was that uh, the Roosters have walked away, even though they didn't walk away with the two points. I think they've walked away actually feeling like they'd won the game. And as you said, a bit of Cam Smith wizardry uh, when he climbed all over Victor Radley and earned himself a penalty. It was unbelievable. The way he controlled the, the actual the game, I wouldn't even say the ruck, the way he controlled the game and influenced the referee was really, it was at his best. It, it's like a masterclass. It's, mate, it's, it's horrible to watch oh. when you're an opposing side. But, mate, I've never seen anyone do it as well as he does so consistently for so long. The, the thing was at the game, fast forward at about the four-minute mark with four minutes to go, Victor Radley's in front of the post. And we're attacking the storm line. And he's lying all over Victor Radley, yet the whistle didn't blow. So uh, hats off to Cam Smith, hats off to Melbourne. Um, but some good performances, I thought, from our boys. In particular, the young player that we're going to speak to tonight, Nat Butcher. Oh, mate, he had a blinder. He started. He actually started. It was it was good to see him in the starting side uh, for that game because, you know, for the last couple of seasons, he's, he's been in the 17, but he's come off the bench. And it must be really hard. Sometimes he, he doesn't know which position he's coming into or at what minute he's going to come onto the field. So it's very hard to get a, a really good rhythm going. I thought the Melbourne game where he started was his best game of the season, uh, where he did have a really good rhythm and he did play big minutes. And it was it was great to see him play so well. And I hope he gets a few more opportunities there. Well, I look forward to talking to him. But just on that, with a few player movements, obviously, Latrell started at 5'8". Um, yeah, never again, I hope. He's not a 5'8". I, I've, got to, I've got to take you to task. He's not a 5'8". And I'll, I'll stand by that now. He's not a 5'8". And look, I've got to be honest, I know we're on Roosters Radio and we're all for the Roosters. But I think part of the reason why Latrell's form's been down is because Luke Keary hasn't been there. Luke Keir is the 5'8", Luttrell's centre, and I think Luke, he does some unbelievable things for Luttrell when he's on the field, and I just think that Luttrell's form's been down as a direct result of Luke Keir not being in the, in the side, and you'll, I think you'll see a big change when Luke comes back into the team. Well, the breaking news is Luke's back this week against the Tigers, so let's, uh, let's hold you that and let's see uh, how Luttrell performs. But look, Lockie Lamb came back from injury as well uh, last week, uh, Ryan Hall missed the game, Matty Kavalu uh, found his position on the wing. And also, we had the return of Brett Morris, who I thought 
played uh, pretty well, I thought, in defence and attack. There was one opportunity that went begging, but other than that, I thought he was pretty strong. Mate, I thought he was one of our strongest, actually. I thought he had an absolute cracker of a game. Look, there was a there was that instance where he probably should have passed. You know, he should have, and there was another instance earlier in the game where, where they actually Tupac scored off a ball that he got away yeah. late. So, look, I thought he had a really strong game. It was a really good return, um, and, and when we see the return of, of Luke Keary, Jake Friend. Well, mate, JWH is back And Jarek, exactly. And we right. also get Luke Keary back, and there also is a whisper that uh, our fearless leader, Jake Friend is not too far back from making the field as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Maybe a bit of uh, ducks and drakes from Coach Robinson this week. I hope so, mate. So it's going to be a good um, a good dilemma to have when they've got everybody back on board. And I think he did this last year, Robbo. And I know we've had injuries this time that has taken some of our players away. But Robbo played that state of origin period really, really well with his players, the way he rotated them and had them all fighting fit and strong and ready to peak for the back end of the season. So there's a method in his madness. I know we've lost four of our last five games, but... I don't think we were so strong in the middle of last year as well, and we came home strong. So, but yeah. we've blooded some good players like Satili Tupanua. Obviously, we're going to talk to Nat Butcher shortly, but you know these young players are coming of age this year. And as you said earlier, I think these young blokes, Puasa, also uh, made a return down there in Adelaide. So we've got some young, dare I say, unknown players starting to, you know, they've forced their way into the starting seventeen. And, uh, you know, they're only going to get better. Exactly. And they won't be out of place if they're needed to be called on at the back end of the year. And if you remember last year, he called on uh, an unknown, Paul Momorowski, yeah. to come into a semi final when Latrell was suspended. So uh, the luxury this time is a lot of these younger ones are playing some first grade football a bit earlier. He won't have to throw them to the Wolves late in the piece. Now, Shooter, before we go to our first break, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, were promoting the Beanies for Brain Cancer launch, and I know that a couple of people have got in contact with you via the podcast. You want to just give them a quick shout out? Yeah, I just like the thing. I mean, the sales of the Beanies are going really well, and and Beanies for Brain Cancer round, it's, it's very close to my heart. But Mark Hughes being a, a good personal friend of mine, and the Beanies for Brain Cancer round is in round nineteen of the NRL this year, which is still another month away. But the Beanie sales are going great, and I'd just like to thank. A couple of our listeners, uh, Ben Collison from Icon, uh, one of our sponsors, also Lauren Ryan from Think Tank. You know, they've they've come in and bought boonies in support um, of such a great cause. I just want to thank them for that, and, and I hope that we can uh, all get behind it and, and keep it on going. And just lastly, mate, if people do want to buy some boonies, how can they get in contact with you? They can get in contact through Roosters Radio. Um, also, they can get uh, in contact with me or just me directly through Roosters Radio. Uh, we're selling them down at the football games, Eastern Suburbs Junior League, through Paddo Colts. Um, you know, they're also selling them in stores, but um, if anybody wants to get hold of one, yeah, just contact Radio Hub or Roosters Radio and um, we can certainly sort, sort it out. Thanks for your support. Well, we're going to chat with Nat Butcher after this break. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And joining us on the phone now, well, he was the captain in one of the greatest comebacks in the Tricolours back in 2016, our victorious under-20 side He's represented Australian schoolboys. He played junior state of origin. And I think he's had a bit of a breakthrough year this year in season 2019. First time on Roosters Radio for 2019. Nat Butcher, welcome, mate. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Firstly, just want to start by asking you the question, your goals at the start of the year. I mean, you've broken into the first grade squad. Was, was that basically what you wanted to achieve? Uh, yeah, that was a big goal of mine for this year. You know, it's been a big goal of mine for a few years now to really try and cement that spot in the 17 and, um, play consistently week in week out so yeah I feel like I'm I'm doing that at the moment I'm happy with how I'm going but you know nothing I guess has ever really cemented so I've just got to keep proving myself each week. Just on that you've been in the squad now for four years why do you think this has been your breakthrough season? Uh, yeah I think I'm definitely feeling more comfortable and confident um, 
each NRL game that I'm playing and, and really learning more and more of the boys around me. Um, and I think it's been a credit to them as well. I think, you know, our middles have really been um, outstanding this year and the benchmark of the NRL and, yeah, it's all credit to them. I think they've been excellent. It's made me being better as a player myself. Yeah, and that shooter, mate, look, going back to that um, grand final winning team in the um, MYC, it was 2016, I think it was just an unbelievable comeback. I think it was down 28 nil at half time or somewhere. It is. Amazing yeah. comeback. And, yeah, um, like 28, 28 yeah. 6, I think, yeah. It was awesome. So, um, and you were actually easily the most dominant player in that side. It was like a, a man amongst boys. So, transitioning from, from that um, standard into first grade, did you feel it was as an easy transition, um, or, or did it take a bit of time to get used to it? Yeah, no, I found it uh, pretty challenging. You know, it's definitely a big step up um, from the under twenties to first grade, and and being in the forward, it's it's a lot more physical, but then again, a lot more faster as well. Um, so yeah, that's probably my like, been the biggest challenge for me. But yeah, like I said, I've really started to become more confident um, in playing NRL and then playing with um, some great boys around me. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, being in the 17, I mean, a lot of times you're coming off the bench. Sometimes you get straight into the game early. Sometimes it takes a while to get into it. Last week, you started, you're in the starting side. I just noticed, I thought it was one of your best games you played. Just that rhythm of starting the game and, and playing a lot of minutes early. You know, how'd you feel there? Yeah, it's good starting. Um, obviously, it was something I was used to playing in the 20s, um, starting each week. And then Transitioning from that to the bench, um, it's another challenge in itself, you know, knowing how to come onto the field and assert yourself into the game and bring like a fresh, fresh energy onto the field. So then, yeah, finally really trying to understand and execute that role. And then now I was starting again. It was, it was funny that this is another challenge in itself. So yeah, like it was great to obviously be playing with CYR and Ice there um, up front and they definitely helped me, um, especially in the Bulldog game as well. But, yeah, you know, you just go straight into it with everyone else and, and get the ball rolling for the boys. Now, your style of football, I'd like to think, is more of an older style back rower. You know, you're a ball playing and you, you do get plenty of offloads. Who do you base your game around? Oh, um, I just try and play my own footy. Uh, I just do you know, really what's comfortable for me and what um, I believe works for myself and, you know, with the skills and that that I have, um, we like work on a lot of that at training. Uh, Robbo's really uh, into that, like a uh, English-style lock roll and, and being a ball player as well, but also having the physicality and um, aggressiveness to run the football. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I sort of I don't, I don't really base it around anyone, but... Um, I get a lot of tips off like Radley um, for, for, for ball playing and, and combinations with our forwards because I think he's been great. You know, you've seen some of the passes and the combinations that he's been able to produce um, last year and this year um, has been, yeah, probably the best in the game. And just out of the players in the leadership group, who's one that's had a big influence on you this season? Oh, I think really anyone, anyone in the middles. You know, it's been great to play with them, you know, each week and, and whether it's the starting middles in, in Siwar and Jared and I, so it's the bench middles in, you know, Satili, Zane, Linz, you know, Bawasa, you know, some of the younger boys in, in the squad. But, yeah, as a as a middle unit, I've really learned a lot off um, all of them individually. Now, mate, you've got your brother there at the club this season. Uh, you know, how's that been? And what's it like, you know, training with your younger brother? And when can we expect to see him in the first grade squad? Yeah, it's been great having Egan at training. You know, unfortunately, he's been... Um, injured for a, a fair bit of the season, but he, I think he's set to come back in about a week or two. So, you know, looking forward to that. Um, he had 
that one Bears game um, a couple of months ago now, which I thought he played really well. But yeah, got uh, I think injured after a training arm after that. So yeah, I'm not sure when when he will get his chance for the NRL. You know, obviously he's got to get a couple of games under his belt in the jersey flag or or Bears improve himself. But you know, he's been doing great at training. I thought he was he was great at preseason and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him coming up and playing in the NRL. Yeah, mate, that's that's really good. Now, while we're talking about family, uh, I went to school with your old man with Blake, and I'm really hmm. friends with Shannon and Kelly. Like, I know he's a, your family are a very, very proud South Sydney family. Like, this is really, really good now, uh, seeing that your family, your whole family out there wearing Roosters gear, how tough was it for them to jump over to the dark side? And are you getting any grief from friends, family, about jumping over? Yeah, that was that was a little bit um, skeptical at least, but uh, I had, Robbo came over mine before um, I was going to sign with the Roosters just to have a meeting and and talk about um, you know where he sees me in, in the squad and and the years ahead at Roosters and and I think from from then on you know Dad and Mum both grew a lot of respect for the Roosters and and Robbo and himself obviously with the person um, that he is so. Yeah, now playing NRL uh, with the Roosters, our whole family um, bleeds red, white, and blue. So it's great to see, and it's great to see they all support me, mate. That game against the Bunnies—is that the game you get up for the most? You know, with the, the history your old man played at the club, is that uh, a special game for you? Yeah, obviously. Um, you know, playing juniors at South um, was always getting up for the games against East, but now to to be in, uh, in NRL and playing for the Roosters, yeah, uh, I definitely love playing against South, but. Yeah, really, it's any team each week. You know, it's a big contest for us and always look forward to playing. Well, mate, last week we took on uh, the, the front runners, Melbourne Storm. It was a great game. There was a pass there. Unfortunately, it went a little bit forward. It was going to be the match winner for us. But uh, playing against the likes of Cam Smith uh, and some of the other superstars at Melbourne, how did you find it and how did you find Adelaide? Yeah, you know, it was a great. Really enjoyed playing over Adelaide in the past few years. And I guess playing at the SCG um, all this year, it's helped us get that atmosphere of the cricket grounds and and just that oval pitch. So, yeah, you know, I thought it was a great game on Friday night. Uh, a bit disappointing in that execution in the second half. I thought we had a lot of opportunities to win, just weren't weren't uh, executing those. So, you know, disappointing in that. But then, you know, we're happy with our defence. We thought we defended really well as a group. Um, obviously, they threw a lot at us, Melbourne, and. And went to a bit of like ad lib second phase footy in their offloads and and um and Pappenhausen. So yeah, I thought we defended really well, but a bit disappointing in our attacking opportunities. Yeah, couldn't agree more. You know what? You didn't get the two points, but you know these were definitely the better team, and yeah. I don't think these would have gone away that disappointed after that game. They're looking forward, mate, to the Tigers game this week. He's uh, getting back a couple of players this week. Can you give us any insight into who's coming back and who might be in the uh, starting side this week? Uh, yeah, obviously, I think you know Jared and and, and Kez are gonna are gonna come back this week. You know, I'm really looking forward to having them back in the squad. Um, you know, obviously their leadership there and and what they do for our team is massive. So yeah, it's gonna be great to, to hopefully have them back. But we'll see how we go. They go to training this week, and hopefully they um, pull up all right. Lastly, mate, I know away from football, you're studying a diploma in business. How do you manage your time between, you know, studying to get a, a diploma and with all the the hours you put in at training or whatnot? Um, oh, it's pretty good. Like, it's just through Jason Nightingale's um, elite athlete business school. So that's just uh, two hours a week on a Tuesday night. Yeah, they manage it pretty well in the course. So, you know, if you're really focusing in class and make most out of those two hours, you're, 
don't really have to do much at home. So I try and do that, you know, when I'm there really uh, crack down and, and get through as much as I can just so I don't, yeah, have to do any on my day off. You don't like homework? <laughs> no, I don't like homework. <laughs> well, Nat, listen, mate, we wish you the best of luck this Friday against the Tigers. Keep doing what you're doing, mate. You're playing some exceptional football and uh, best of luck not only on Friday but with the rest of the season. Sweet. Uh, cheers, Silky. Thanks, Shooter, mate. Appreciate it. Nat. See you, buddy. Well, Shooter, great young bloke, Nat Butcher. Obviously, you know his family, but uh, doing some good things on the field. He really is, mate. And, like, it's, it's been a real good bonus to get him to the Roosters. I know that it's one that got away for South. And the myth out there is it's a big part of the reason why South kicked a lot of the Roosters the junior teams out of their comp. And whether it's true or not, uh, when it really came down to it, Nat, Nat played all his junior football with South Sydney, mm. and they just didn't come up with anything. I think they just really expected him to stay loyal to them because they give him a couple of free pairs of footy socks and and jumpers every year in the juniors. And when it come time to get fair income, I just I just I don't think they treated him properly at all. The Roosters came in, paid him what he was worth, and look where he is now. And he, and and now his brother's in the system, who there's huge wraps on yep. him once he comes back from injury. I think yep. we might even see some of him towards the back end of the year, hopefully. He's been a great asset. His family's been a great asset for the Roosters. And, yeah, South will definitely be ruining that decision. Yeah. yeah, they will. Look, I'm a big fan of Nat. He's got an incredible work rate. He does a lot. Of, gets through a lot of hard work, a lot of tackling, but it's his offloads that really impressed me. That that amazing try where he scored, uh, Joey Manu, I think it was against St. George's try of the year. Watch his flick pass, and he's got that in him. So uh, keep an eye on that butcher, and uh, he's definitely one to follow. 100%. He's, definitely, he's got that strength of Boyd Cordner, but just a little bit more of a – yeah, you know, a bit more creative. To his bow, a bit more yeah. creative, but he's got that power of Boyd, you know, hitting holes and running down the middle. So he's going to only improve his. How old is he? 21. 21, yeah. There you go. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to Roosters Radio. On this Friday night out there at Bankwest Stadium, the Roosters are taking on the Tigers. Shooter, we absolutely annihilated the Tigers uh, earlier this year, 42 to 12. I'm actually going to go out to this game. Uh, you know, I like watching the Roosters v Tigers. How do you see it? Well, that was yeah, we were talking about Latrell a bit earlier, and that was actually where Latrell got his ten out of ten rating for the absolute blinder of a game that he played that night. And I'm hoping that he can replicate some of that form yeah. and, and and play himself back into form at this particular game. It'll be a different game. Tigers have hit a bit of a, a purple patch themselves at the moment. They're playing some good football, so I'm not sure how many state of origin players are going to be missing from both sides. They'll have Moses. Yeah, Moses and we're going yeah. to have a, we're going to have a couple out as well. So yep. look, they're they're playing some good football, and I'm hoping that we us getting a few players back will be kicking right into gear as well. Well, let's talk about that. Kiri returning, JWH returning. I think it'd be fair to say we've lacked a bit of that mongrel in and around the ruck, I, and and Luke Kiri's direction around the field. Having him back, I think you touched on Latrell Mitchell there. Having Luke to direct him around the park, I think that just adds. A new dimension to our game. Absolutely, mate. And in, and in a selfish type of way, I'm glad they're not in playing State of Origin next week. Absolutely. Because we've got them both in the side for the Roosters. So it's really important. We've lost we've lost four of our last five games. So we need to, we need to get kick-started as well for the coming into the back end of the season. Well, can we get a score prediction? Score prediction? I haven't done it for a while. Ah, get your pens out, fans. Get your pens oh, out. Oh, look, there's, there's going to be a few misses. I think it's going to be close. I, I think we haven't been playing to our best form. And, and Tigers have actually hit a little bit of form. So I'm saying close. I'm just saying Roosters 1-12. to 12. Oh, I'm, I'm opposite. I think we could put a score on them. I think you'll find with uh, some key players back, some key personnel out. I know we're going to be missing Boyd and Teddy at the back, but Joey Manu at fullback the other week was unbelievable. Oh, he was great. And I think uh, I think it's going to be a similar scoreline. So I reckon we're 18 plus. 18 plus. I reckon we win by 18 points or more. Pick your own line. Pick your own line, peoples. I like it. I like it, mate. Well, that's it for another episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our special guest, Nat Butcher, and here in the studio, the one and only Andrew Shooter Maguire. <laughs> 
You're on Roosters Radio. East to win. Let's go.